Bad in a Podcast, sponsored by Flyro. Podcast, what is going on? Look quickly before we start this piece of audio gold. I quickly want to tell you about Garden Club, GDN Club. It's available right now. As part of membership, you'll get a weekend breakfast podcast inspiring you while you eat your cornflakes to get outside into the garden. You'll also get a monthly behind-the-scenes video with a make-to-create gardening idea to do with the family you'll get the digital version and the audio version of the how to get kids gardening book you'll get a private and exclusive community area which means that you can share ideas with other members of the club and instant access to me which means you'll be able to message me and i will instantly get back to you answering your questions it's all available right now for 39.99 a year which is about three pound 30 a month which i don't think is too bad all of this supports getting kids into gardening and supports the podcast too plus if you are a school and a teacher that means you get it for free so there's access to absolutely everything from garden club free for teachers if it sounds like something you'd like to be part of or want to find out more hit up skinnygenegardener.co.uk forward slash gdn now let's get on with the podcast Hello, mate. Good evening to you. Good evening to you. Good evening to you. Uh, mate, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, to everyone that doesn't already know, I was trying to explain... Um, who who are you? Who 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 are you? Um, because some of the people that have, have joined us tonight on on the on the group and on the podcast, if you listen to on the podcast, and you'll know Dale well. He's been Christmas specials and and been part of our of all week uh, daily podcast that we did um, for the tour, which we're going to talk about tonight. But for everyone that that may not have come across you, Dale, in in the past few months, for a few new listeners, who are you, my friend? I'm tro- I sometimes feel like when I'm on video, I'm slightly on an angle. Do I look like an angle? I'm on an you're angle. Fine. You're all right. No one's worried okay. about it. Um, who am I? So, well, my name's Dale. I'm your brother. Correct. And like the best like way to describe like when we talk about skinny jean gardens that time we first. It wasn't even called Skinny Jean Gardens. We just went and took over that allotment. Do you remember that allotment? The, yeah, the Vickers allotment. Uh, yeah, the Vickers allotment. And the vicar was very kind, wasn't he? And he gave us the part of the allotment which was beneath the tree, shaded. I wonder why he gave that to us, mate. <laughs> go on, boys. Away you go. You, uh, so, um, so, I think, uh, so I think the best way to describe who I am, like, I'm pretty co-founded in Eugene Gardeners with you. Is that what you've got in your title tonight? I can see co-founder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's putting his comments. The co-founder. Yeah, basically, you, 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 we, we kicked it off together, didn't we? And um, and yeah, how much gardening do you do now, Dale? Very little gardening now. So um, this actual this tree is actually um, 
this tree was from um, a Skinny Jean Gardener project. Was it? This was from the Ghent clothing project where oh, we've done the... Um... Talk about this recently. Did you talk about the Ghent where we've done the living wall in the shop? Yeah. And I'm then we had the and then we had the event um, as well. Um, so, yeah, gardening. So, is, is, do you want me, is this interesting? Mate. <laughs> uh two i've got two apple trees so um the two apple trees that i have outside i don't know um what t- variety they are um but they also were from a skinny gin gardener event that was from the gardeners um from gardeners world uh, not gardeners world from oh gardeners world is that's an event isn't it gardeners world yeah yeah, yeah. and um do you remember at the end of garden as well they auction off for charity a load of the plants yes and the two apple trees that i've got are um what were from that from that auction they're still alive now mate still alive now um hey in the year yeah. this year you had some issues with them yeah had some aphids well, how did you get rid of them uh soapy water like on a, in a spray bottle um, but they come back like every year and have um like when they're sort of like white um you get like white stuff across yeah. the apple trees and then when you press it it's red it's a red it's a red dye um within within them so the garden i mean the garden at right now obviously is not there's not too much going on um but one of my best buys and you experienced it the other week yeah was the or yeah. here the what? The outdoor heater. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, listen, like everyone, uh, what was it this year? Uh, the first lockdown, sales of hot tubs and uh, bars, <laughs> garden bars. I went Wood. through the <laughs> but um, but this second lockdown, I mean, if you own a heater company, you're you're in for a treat. Well, open- these. These heaters were going up like in price. I was like watching it on like one of the big shopping websites and I was seeing the price go up. You can say Amazon. I can say Amazon. <laughs> um, and has it made it easier for you to get outside, mate, and get out there? Yeah, like this morning we had um, breakfast outside because of the heater. So we sat around the table and... Um, I'd like obviously a lot of people working from home now, so I get to like sit outside and yeah, I think a heat is like a good investment for being able to spend a bit more time in your garden. But I think probably people who listen to this show will probably be hardy with it. They're uh, they're on their allotments and not really. Have you seen some of the people? <laughs> I, love it. I wouldn't call it hardy. Hardy's the hardy's the wrong word. Um, mate, tonight I've not got you on just to talk about your heater, um, which is great, obviously. But um, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about was obviously uh, our tour we went on, um, which we sort of almost like a reunion tour, uh, apart from you were sort of managing it rather than um, looking like Jesus on the back of a pickup truck. I mean, by day five. It definitely felt like that, didn't it? 
<laughs> uh, if no one's seen it yet, and I might play a little bit later on in tonight's show, but uh, the documentary is out right now from the school tour we went on, and it's took this long for us to actually sit down and chat on here on the show about it. Maybe to digest it a little bit. Maybe also that we've progressed a little bit since then. We've seen a little bit of progress. It feels like maybe since we've hit lock, we had lockdown. It took the uh, what's it called the, the the energy out of the wheel, whatever they call it, the push, the forwards, thrusting, uh, whatever it is that makes things happen. Everything slowed down generally. Um, so now things are actually picking up and things are actually happening, which we've talked a lot on the show already. It'd be really great to get you on today and talk about, like, almost like dissect how that tour went and what we found. And also you jumping back into the whole garden industry and what you find with it. It sort of like thrusted you back into it. And the question also, and the question just like what my <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like how do you how did you feel from the from the week uh, of what we saw and who we saw? Because obviously, five days together, um, tour in the com- country. Uh, we met around. Five, this is, I mean, this is seems like a dream now, doesn't it? It seems like uh, that it, it can never happen for a long time. Anything like this, but five thousand kids we met in a week, and the other five thousand. Mm doing it online um what was that like what did you take away from it i mean even before um us having to stay at home more and more um i didn't like or even like before like lockdown i didn't really have an understanding of the uk and how different it was and like when we spent a week going from um colchester and then traveling all the way. I mean, was Manchester the, hot, the as far as we went? Yeah, Manchester was as, as high as we went. That felt pretty high well, for us. Yeah. I obviously understand there's, <laughs> there's many more miles um, above there. But it was so different, like, don't you think? Like, like the schools. And I mean, like, in terms of school sizes, like the amount of children in the schools. Like, you go from, like, a village, a little village school to a school of... What was the biggest school that we went to? Was it 600? Yeah, 600 children. 600 kids. It's quite, it's quite, uh, quite cool. And you also like look at how like some schools, I mean, like one school had during the break time, I mean, I think we had, we had Taylor Swift playing on the outdoor sound system, like around the school. And other our schools were completely different, like two different streams. Yeah, it was like going um, so from uh, like I say, a little village school that was quite quaint and quiet to something quite loud and uh, and uh, in your face of the the more in, in its inner city schools. Um, I don't think like bef- like before we took on the project. I don't think we understood like how much energy it would take from you like to do. It was quite draining being a rock star for the week. Uh, But actually away from joking around it, um, it was actually quite, um, it's quite a lot to hear everyone's stories and, and speak to so many people in a week 
about gardening and and seeing what people want from it and what they get from it as well. Exactly. And, and like, so like I even like think, I think back to um, like every single school we went to, we needed to get water filled <laughs> up in watering cans. Yeah. So like having to like try and like find the tap and seeing like uh, looking at what distance the tap was <laughs> like from... <laughs> When you think about it, though, if you really think think about that, even just that, almost, uh, or you could almost say like a silly thing like that, but that just shows like what schools have at hand, and sometimes why saying that putting an allotment on the other end of the playground can actually cause quite a lot of fuss and issues. Yeah, I mean, there was, there was that, like one school and we had to go down this corridor, out this door into this building and then bump over like muddy ditch. And then like, you know, I'm guessing like it was placed there right at the end of the field for a reason. But it was so far out. And like you think, like if you remember that school, Lee, there's like a perfect place just outside those sort of patio doors. They're not patio doors, but like... um double doors on the playground where like a trug type a wooden trug you could grow in that couldn't you yeah definitely there was um yeah it was almost like that or that school that you're talking about the allotment was almost like tucked away wasn't it and um forgotten it's a quite a sad little area really wasn't it you you asked me a question a moment ago like like me getting back into like diving back into the garden industry. Yeah. Like what did you mean what do you mean by that? Well, obviously because we you knew a lot of the people that were about you were talking about gardening quite a lot. We were doing stuff on stage and then you left and then uh and then that probably was the first time you sort of went back into it and started speaking to people about gardening and and started seeing, you know, just being back in that world. Did you think it had changed much? No. <laughs> oh, and I, I think gardening, I think it's a discussion that me and you used to have like together a lot, that gardening's so different to food. And like food's so instant and gardening takes so much patience. Yeah. And yeah, it's actually a little bit counterculture, isn't it? To have like, right patience. Like, we want everything, like, instantly. Like, someone was talking to, to me the other day, and they were like, do you, mem- like, do you remember those um, times where you used to drive to Blockbuster, go into Blockbuster, find the film you wanted off the shelf, and then realise they're all out? <laughs> So I had to go and find another film. <laughs> Disc is empty. Then, then take it home, watch it, drive, <laughs> post in. Like we were probably just on the edge, like on the edge of that type of um, like we sort of experience, didn't we? Like yeah. people like our cousins are like they want instant, everything instant. 
Um, like and like what? Richard Sugg, like Richard Suggett, this microwave garden, <laughs> microwave garden. <laughs> it's so true, though, isn't it? Um, and then, like once, you know, once upon a time, when when it was like videos at Blockbuster, they would ask you to rewind the video at home and like bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> wow. some of them self they some of them said don't worry about it and they rewound it for you yeah well you get a fine you, you get didn't. a fine <laughs> um, I don't obviously, know. So, um, we, obviously we went in, into kids gardening and children's gardening and uh, we called the cool people for a little bit the cool people of gardening uh, and then obviously once you left there's still that thing that there's still people pop up and to make gardening cool. So, like when you come back in in March to do the tour, and started, and obviously there was me and Aid who helped um, produce the documentary, and we obviously were talking about what goes on and stuff like that. What what were you thinking? Like, how did you feel about that? I mean, garden gardening doesn't need to be repackaged as cool we always said that right yeah it doesn't need it absolutely doesn't need to be repackaged as cool so what does it need like you're now you know apart from me chatting to to you about it like you're almost on the back on the outside of it because you don't really garden and what you do as a job sort of as a, i always call it as a storyteller almost but um you get to see it from different angles. So what do you think? Well, I mean, the storytelling part is key to this. So, and I can draw from an example of at, on, in the, on the tour that these children were like, um, the teacher said, we're going to grow some tomatoes. We're going to learn to grow tomatoes. And then we're going to, harvest the tomatoes and create soups that we all go and feed at the home we'll go and serve at the homeless shelter soups yep. that you've, you've been able to make like it's not just about making gardening it's not just about a video or a film or a youtube video making gardening look, look cool like the reason people are going to want to garden is because there's things that are driving the story forwards mm-hmm. that like growing this like the kids are growing this to serve soup like they're helping the community that was um that was a school in birmingham yeah i remember i think it was birmingham because the teachers were late weren't they because they were coming back from serving That's the they've soup. been doing yeah exactly um or like growing a like when i think of grace and poppy and the times like with had herbs growing in the garden and like you talk about the herbs that like okay well we can get like a little spray bottle and we can get like a pestle and mortar and we can make some perfume like with the yeah. herbs yeah because you make like rose rose perfume with the girls once yeah like lavender you can do like lavender and mash it up and um so there's got to be like an end goal to everything i need the story needs to start from the seed and, st- and end with something there needs to be that end thing yeah like on like 
like Amy gets in the end of like cooking something. He goes, and there we have it. A lovely, jubbly spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> but like if in gardening, you're like, there we have it. I plant a seed. <laughs> <laughs> now wait. <laughs> Come back in September and I'll tell you what. That's that's always going to be a, a hard one, isn't it? I think that's always going to be a hard one with gardening to um to sell the patience part, especially as the as the world and I talk about it a lot as as the world progresses uh even more throughout this year um with getting instant stuff. Um who would have thought we'd get be getting Mackie D's delivered? Um I, I don't personally, but um who would have thought you'd even be able to? Or get a Greg, Greg sausage roll sent down to you. Uh, that's going to be harder to to push, Jackham. Or is it a good thing? Is there a positive to that? Is it a good thing that that's the last that's the last thing that will never ever change? So, uh, as if you want to keep hold of that um, patient side of stuff. Let me just interrupt this podcast by saying that this podcast is sponsored by Flymo. Yes, Flymo. If, like me, you've had that final cut of the lawn and the lawnmower is stored away in the shed, that doesn't mean that gardening stops. And that also doesn't mean that Flymo don't have some amazing products to help you out throughout the winter. One thing that I absolutely love is the Sealink 20-volt Combi Pack 3-in-1. It's an interchangeable, lightweight, and easy-to-use 3-in-1 gardening tool you've got a grass trimmer a hedge trimmer and a blower which especially at this time of year when i've got loads of leaves in the garden is absolutely perfect for me you know me i absolutely love flymo they're an affordable and quality tool which when they're cordless like this makes it so much easier just to get out of the shed and just get out there and get gardening if you head over to flymo.com right now, it's free delivery on all orders over 45 quid. And so if you want to continue your garden adventure throughout winter, that is the place to head to. Right, let's continue the podcast. I'm just like, think, I'm still here. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just think, I'm thinking of like, maybe some of the stuff me and you have been talking about like recently that Like whatever, like if you're, if someone, like there's some, I know, I know, I know some of the names that I can see in the chat um, here are really committed to gardening. It's like a way of life. Yeah. What you, what you're saying is like, how do you introduce new people into gardening? Uh-huh. How do you introduce, um, and like for that, like, like sitting around the table right now trying to think how do we get people into gardening? How can we create really simple ways for them to do that and not overcomplicate it? Yeah, overcomplication is a bit of can be um, a bit of a um, bit of an issue sometimes. I, I, yeah, like, not, I, sometimes over harsh on garden as well, but that's what I'm thinking of. And 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 to not overcomplicate it, and also to give a story to why you're growing, what you're growing. And that might be interesting. Like, I'll ask some of the people in the comments right now, like, why do you garden? Like, why do you grow what you grow? And um, have you got any answers? Just share them away in the Ooh. comments. It's a, it's a good point, though, isn't it? It's um, 
Like why do you, why do you do not the massive amount of going you used to, but why do you do the little bits you do now? Well, my God, the you know the reason I got so excited about the patio heater was because I love to be able to sit outside like in the evenings, and I could just put a coat on, but I love to be able to just stargaze. Yeah, um, it's a, I love it's a big... to be there in the morning and hear the bells, like the church bells, on the top of the hill, ringing at like seven o'clock. It actually feels a little bit Italian when you sit out there with your coffee in the morning. And then you hear um, the, the lorry go by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's a good point though. Something that we don't massively talk about, and I try and talk about it a lot, but we talk a lot about like growing stuff and and veg growing and a lot about kids gardening, a bit about lawns and stuff. I, maybe we don't um we don't promote maybe enough i know i don't it's just sitting and being at one with a garden and enjoying it and showing out and showing like how you can enjoy it as well like instead of sitting like you say instead of sitting in the kitchen or sitting in the front room actually just making an area where you can be outside because i i personally mm. think even for me, like in my little, I've made like a little courtyard, which is just like a little private area where I can sit and, and do work and stuff. And even since I've done that this year, that has made such a big difference to how I feel about working and just being outside, seeing the squirrel jump across, like just being mm. outside rather than being in an office. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's like so it's like easy when you go to like a woodland, isn't it, to appreciate the woodland? And I think maybe it's I think maybe like there's an opportunity to bring that into like your garden. You know, when you go to the woodland, there's just an ample amount of opportunities of fun that you can do. I mean, you could like yeah, you, know, you could take like a piece of paper and a crayon and you know do some bark um you know, where you get the bark on the paper. Have you done that before? Jump to that. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bark yeah, rubbing. Um, bark rubbing, yeah. Um, or you find like fallen trees and you turn them into balance beams. Or you weave like willow and create swings. And like there's just like an ample amount of opportunity. But the same is in your garden as well. There's so mm. much you can, there's so much fun you can have in your garden as well. Well, I don't know about you, but this year I feel like uh, because of we've had these lockdowns and you almost have to stay inside, uh, apparently. And like just as much time as you can get outside seems to be a big thing. Like if you can get to a woodland, if you can do stuff, like we've the choices we've got, of, especially as parents, have reduced quite a bit um, from what they were back in, in February. Uh, for instance so um so it it's can, can only be a positive thing this year if we look for the positives that is it's brought those things about because i've never been to the woods or been out in the garden more in a year than i have this year so um like like going back to like the documentary and like how we inspire like how gardeners can inspire others to take action yeah like what do you think like what did you learn from it um i think i learned 
um, I think I learned a lot, and I think I said in the documentary that I I feel like I can be in a bubble. Like that we start, like you started the conversation, like in a cult. We were in Colchester, so we were in very much Colchester bubble. And I'll go to London or Ipswich or down south. So you you see. I since I've started doing like school gardening, I've seen a certain type of school, um, which seems like it's gonna be quite easy to do some guys. Quite nice. Like our school is like there seems to be plenty of space to do it. It can be done if the right plans laid out. Quite easy. On the flip side, uh, like I said, in a day you can go from that sort of school to another school that that are just as passionate but have less space to do it um whereas whereas they see like imagine me going hey you can all you have to do is dig up the the ground in, in your playground just dig it up and uh yeah whack a few seeds in sorted but without thinking there's schools that we visited that were just total tarmac hmm. so it made me think a lot about that and what I put out there and um, I don't know. And what other people put, I don't know. It's difficult, isn't it? Like I think I said, I didn't want to go in. I didn't go into it too much in a documentary, but it's difficult because the majority of what we see on uh, social and YouTube and stuff is big allotments and big gardens. And uh, we, you know, we promote, we promote small gardening and, uh you know windowsill we promote that windowsill gardening but generally most of the people that promote it have got gardens <laughs> bit like mm. just gardens so that's difficult isn't it to then say it's a difficult one for like i, I remember one child saying to us so oh, i've got a, i've not even got a balcony i've just got a windowsill mm. and but i want to do some gardening but i can't do it and uh it's difficult because where are they really being represented? I don't know. I don't really know without also without me sounding like I'm like condescending to them. Like, Oh, you know, you can just do this on the windowsill. Um, mm. But I'm off to go and cut my lawn now. So it's really, that's a bit, it's a really difficult one, isn't it? But not even, I, you're not even doing that. Well, I'm not doing that. Or your robot. <laughs> not, no, that's true. Actually, I do want, I'm, I want to get out there. That's another story, but, um, so it's a difficult one. I think for me personally, and what we've been working here on the show with some of these awesome people in the comments tonight, which I'll read through the comments in a second. Um, the the good thing is what we're trying to, to do is make a space at schools for everyone. Um, so at least those people have that space at school mm. to stuff and mm. learn about gardening and uh, and make it happen. Uh, yeah um so like can we like pick up on something that happened in the documentary that we like became aware of and like maybe a frustration point that we became aware of and you said it at the start of like today's interview like you're a save a savior on the back of a on the back of a car yep and like it's seen if you've watched documentary like you might see it a bit heated. Um, 
And there was this, there was a time when we even more heated, didn't it? Um, behind the scenes. Think it we, uh, <laughs> on your birthday. My birthday. But I think uh, like because I come like my background in uh, marketing and like everything is campaign. Like we, we deal with like just campaigns. And um, you know, part of our tour was a campaign, wasn't it, Lee? Yeah. Um, that we were doing. And I think the frustration, like when we got to the end of it, was that of course we we wanted to provide like an experience for the children. Um, yeah. You know, away from the norm and having like biodegradable confetti, um, and having like it was biodegradable uh, fact, uh, and. And like having like you know Harry Styles played out, and it was like there was ent- an entertainment part to it, but the un- under the underflow, the underflowing current was that we realised that is this going to make any real change, like to children who are excited right now, and I think that like by D five we became so aware of that, didn't we? Um, yeah yeah i think as a like i said i have i've spoke about it a lot but as a campaign like it won't it worked really well like we brought the energy we brought uh excitement for that one day some kids i'm guessing by now a lot more has gone on since then some children might still remember it which is fantastic um but the distinct uh feeling that we were not it wasn't actually the children as much during that tour that uh that was the thing it was more um like i think the children loved it who wouldn't love it they had a great time it was a little bit wild it was a little bit crazy they got to sow some seeds they got to grow something um the biggest thing was probably realizing that what we were doing was not supporting the teachers because those are the the guys that are going to be and gals the, the guys and gals that are going to be pushing it and without them, this is what I found, without them, there is no school gardening. I already knew that, but I already obviously knew that. But without them, there's no school gardening to continue um, throughout the year. So, uh, see, that was an eye-opener for me. I already, obviously, I say, I obviously knew teachers were important in this. I didn't realise how much doing those sort of campaigns and like i've said it loads of times i'll do that i'll do something like that again obviously a little bit a little bit different to support the the schools onwards so if martin spencer would watch them but uh yeah yeah. but uh, like i think like um like in my reflection as i reflect like on this um show tonight about that experience there's nothing wrong with like providing some joy like to these children's day like we like Bringing all of bringing the show, bringing the skinny gin gardener, um, live show to these schools. There's like it was great. Like we had some amazing, we had some, they had some amazing experiences. Like, yeah. And you can see that on the documentary. Um, I think like maybe like when we got to our when we got to our old school and we had that closing piece, me and you. What we were realizing was actually we've left all these schools now, yeah, and we're not back next week in class. And there was like this awareness that 
we need to do something because we don't want this just to be campaign. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know it's given, it's given a, a good, good good aim for for what I want to do. It's given me a, a lot of energy to push that, and um, and yeah, and just not be a flash in the pan. I think that's the biggest thing with this this kids, especially children's gardening thing, is it can and you know like anything, any buzzword type of marketing that it can be quick and uh, successful as a campaign, but. Um, but not for the people I don't want to say used because they enjoyed it. Maybe I feel like that. Maybe I feel certain amount of uh not guilt, but maybe a little bit because I feel like we I didn't do enough for them. Mm. Like I rem- like I remember the feeling of like because we had like sometimes three schools in a day and like like um i'm part of your when you um commissioned me to do the project you're like dale you're the you've got to be the one who like closes it down yeah you've got to be the one who like shut shut the party down yeah and um i remember like even like after day one i was like the bad i was the bad guy in this uh <laughs> Because I was the one like Lee, Lee, we, uh, Lee, we need to go now. Like we need to, we need to go. Um, like, but and that and that was like if because they're having so much fun. Yeah. And we we're like, well, we need to get to like next school. Yeah. It was, um, and we didn't. It, that was hard, I think, because that was the last con. And obviously, uh, what's happened this year has not helped that situation because the. There was a plan away from the campaign to continue that support to keep that going, and uh, and that didn't happen because of obviously a, a week later the world turned upside down, uh, and and schools rightly so their priorities have changed a little bit this year. But um, but you're right, it was difficult, weren't it? Saying goodbye after after that half hour. <laughs> no, no, not for you. No, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I felt guilty though about saying sorry, guys. He he uh, he said it. He's in charge. I wish I could, but this guy. Uh, he's absolute uh, great So you know. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, it right to go through some comments with you? Yeah. Do it. Awesome. Um, Ian says, do you remember when blank tapes cost over a tenner? Nope. Nope. <laughs> DVDs. I'm, blind, my blockbuster experience was DVDs. And, uh, oh no, it was videos. I think I did, I was, I did, it was videos. Um, you were a video generation, mate. You were there. Um, Sug says, I, I just naturally started gardening. No reason. It, it just felt natural for him. Um, earlier on, you asked why he, people start gardening. Uh, I mean, that's true. Uh, that is. Sorry, do we comment on the comment? Or yeah, is that not how it works? <laughs> um, I'm guessing, like as human beings, like we're drawn towards like growing, like getting our hands done and growing. So, like, I'm like Richard's right. Like, it probably is extremely natural for us, but. 
you know, when you look at how people live now, they hardly touch like soil and the ground because of tarmac or I know this show's talked about AstroTurf lots. Like, yeah. So it is probably a natural thing for us to want to do, but there's so many distractions, so many barriers um, to it. So. Yeah, I've, I can't even tell you that, uh, the issues I've got that keeps me up at night about the driveway at the moment, mate. My driveway is... Um, I, I want to rip it up in 2021. Just because concrete jungle, mate. Concrete jungle. Hmm. What do you want to do with it? I want I want to make it so it it when it rains, uh, we don't have a river, or I don't want to contribute to the river that runs outside down the road, mm. which uh, is why we we have this uh, issue. So, people, someone, sorry. Well, people concrete over. If you look down our road, it's just paving concrete, paving concrete all the way down. So, um, so no wonder we have these rivers. People are like, oh my god, it's river. Some of these are sort of the drains out. Well, actually, it's our fault that we're, that's the reason. Someone, one of our friends is about to buy a new home with a rather big, like, driveway area. Like, I think you could fit, like, seven cars on it or something. It's quite a big space. Right. And, uh, and he was like, I'm going to, like, use the grass and create, like, car park spaces, like, with borders. So instead of, like, creating, like, a, a, a concrete driveway, He's going to use like nature and planting the crate spaces yeah. in front of your house. Yeah, seen... car park. Yeah, yeah. But I've seen some great stuff that you can get now to, to create just more of a greener driveway. Um, plus, the RHS do so such great work as well. Like they're trying talking about greening Grey Britain, I think it's called, and talking about that. Maybe it's not pushed enough, maybe, but. Um, we all talked about getting in our back gardens, but maybe we should have talked about sorting our front garden driveways out more. I don't know. Mm. Um, Ian says, how can you explain to kids what that what seeds you've sown are not ready to eat the next day? Most things online are next day delivery. Well, I remember when we were out and about, doing skinny jean gardeners we used to get kids to grow stuff which was almost next day <laughs> like rocket um yeah. the classics crest but it's a little bit boring but the classic crest sometimes i don't know like i I get asked this a lot like i, I always get um the people can you just tell us your top three quickest things to grow for the blogs and stuff and i'm always like i really don't like i don't want to be awkward but i don't really like plugging them because like kids don't generally like them like radishes for instance are always one grow radishes i don't know many children if i showed oliver radish she'd be like i'm not eating that um i've only recently started liking radishes in my 30s so <laughs> So I, I think more it's more of a thing of trying to teach patience um, mm. than anything. Not almost it comes away from gardening a little bit, but almost having to teach patience that um, because garden is never going to be next day delivery. No, but you, I mean you can get them as plug plants or like those. There's that brand which I've spoke about for many years, 
where they'll deliver you an allotment, but they do like the growing from seed. You're just going straight into finding allotment. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that as well. I think if kids, if children are looking after plants and caring for them, uh, as much as, as gardening is good for patients, it's good for res- responsibility as well. So looking after a plant, whether you buy it, even if you buy it in full, if you buy a tomato plant in totally grown, plant it mm. up. Children, even if for just your first year, and that's how you care for plants. Um, and if it dies, then then the children learn that, oh, we need, I need to water that and take care of it. So um, do, you, do you remember on the uh, documentary? There's that um, there's that there's that child, and he sown his seed, and he went up to an aide on the camera and went, "It's growing! It's growing! It's growing!" And um, and like we laugh, but I mean he's pretty, he's right. <laughs> like it started technically, yeah, it started right now. It's, it's it's in the soil, been watered. The process. That's has cracking on. <laughs> has, yeah. But that, like excitement. Um yeah. That's why I like doing primary school going because they get they do get so excited about it. Um uh, Mark says uh, gardening can be simple, you just need the right plants, time to harvest at easy time, especially for schools. So I don't know if you've been watching the show, but we've talked a lot, especially with Mark, about um about this six week holiday gap, which sometimes schools have issues with. So, um, so we've been talking a lot about how we're gonna almost jump that uh, that side of things. Was Mark, can... was Mark on the was Mark on the documentary? Uh, no, Mark wasn't uh, on a documentary. Mark's uh, the lovely guy that set us up with um, a lot of the products that we we gave to schools. Ah, oh, okay. So I the feeds, uh, the, the feeds, uh, the, the wildflowers, um, them sort of things. Can you just bring uh, up Mark's comment again, Lee? I just um, you just need the right plants, time to harvest it, and especially for schools. Yeah, because of the, yeah, like you were saying, that six weeks holiday um, gap. Yeah. Um, Chris says, I think it's an element of the garden being an extension of the house. Yeah. Um, which is a, is a is true. What we were talking about earlier about you bringing the heater in. I mean, that's, it, it is a total extension of the health. And I've always been, I mean, we, me and you have spoken about this, Lee, before, that when someone's like looking for a new home, they're like, however many bedrooms they want, must have a garden, parking. But if I was like going to put like a some sort of sensor outside, I looked at the percentage of time you spend in your garden over the year, you then yeah. question why that was such an important, <laughs> such an important um, preference when buying your home. Yeah, <laughs> so true, um, dude. How long have you got tonight? <laughs> because we need to drop in an ad break. So, uh, do you mind? How long does the guest come on for usually? Uh, I don't know, half hour, but you're a special guest. We've got a few comments to go through. Is that all right if we could catch them after the air break? Yeah, I reckon if I... I've got Bear grills to watch, um, so about sort of 9.15. 9.15. <laughs> right, well, let's get for you. All right, mate. Let's get uh, through these comments before Dale shoots off. Um, 
Right. Uh, yeah. So Mark uh, said uh, yesterday, spend little, spend little, but often time in the garden. Obviously, more time in good weather. And the same with garden jobs. Teach the kids little and often. Sow a seed, then distract them with other activities and fun jobs before they know it, they can harvest a seed. It's a good point. Chris says, we decorate the inside nice, so planting nice colours makes the garden welcoming. We decorate the insides nice, so planting nice colours makes the garden Like, um, you make the space warm and welcome, don't you? To bring bring people out. Yeah. You, you want to make more make that space, mate. Um, excellent idea, Christopher. Bring the garden inside. Leaves, colours, twigs, maybe the old, old insects. Do you know one of the things I did uh, for Christmas? I know we've got Christmas coming up, but also really good table decoration is going out, and I really like to to cut. Um, like nature and make a really nice table display. Ever done that before? I haven't, but um, do, you remember, do you remember? Do you remember the time when we uh, done the Mother's Day uh, workshop here at my house? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. You got everyone. And we had like. Go on. I was <laughs> sorry. You gone like right? Sorry, I think it's my connection. I'll just check in to make sure I was still alive. <laughs> um yeah no we had it was um it was mother's day and we invited uh all of our well we invited our friends over to make like a flower we had all these pots didn't we and mm -hmm. the pieces uh, to go in the pots and loads of like um, fresh and dried flowers and they were able to create a flower display that they could take home with them that was really fun actually we had a good night doing that Oh, that was almost the the the, uh, the start of your wedding flowers thing. Same sort of thing, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think I misunderstood one of the comments. Go on. But I think I understand it now. Uh, was it Ian? Ian said something about bringing the outside in. Uh, I think that was Mark that mentioned. Yeah, uh, bring the garden in inside oh do you mean christopher who was saying oh, we decorate yeah. go on yeah i didn't quite i didn't quite understand at first but I, that's like a great idea yeah like bring nature bring nature inside like even like go for like go and harvest some things from the garden it doesn't have to be food but leaves mm -hmm. or grass or you know how can you create art with like stuff that's in the garden definitely I, I totally agree with you man one of the things that we're thinking about doing i've nicked this idea from you actually is uh, me and Olive are going to go, and this is for Christmas. I know we, if Christmas keeps being brought up recently, but it's uh, the next big thing that keeps us all going. Um, is your Christmas tree with uh, big logs? Yeah, you know? yeah. So you so you go, you can go into the woods and find like fallen and broken branches, and then using string, you can like create your Christmas tree. And time together, yeah. We're going to make one of them. I thought that's a brilliant idea. So yeah, again, bringing nature inside. This, uh, this this year we've um this year we've got some chipboard that was donated to us from our neighbours. Oh yeah. And uh, we're going to cut it into a Christmas tree, like triangle, and go into the woods and harvest a load of dried like leaves and stick them on there and just create a massive. That's a really nice so, idea. I like that, mate. 
you could almost uh, turn it into a bit of a pin board and just pin the leaves on so then or staple them on and then it can be reused next year. It's a great idea. Even better. Instead of glue. Yeah. It could be reused. Uh, surely gardening could come under mental health of the kids, which maybe there's funding if you go direct. Uh, it's a funding question, um, really, for that. But I do think that gardening, especially this year, has made a big difference and helped. And being able to get, if you're a parent, you'll, you'll definitely know that getting outside uh, would have helped. Um, Christopher, do you know who Christopher is, Dale? That Chris is from um... the radio station. Yes, that's it. Uh, yeah, I remember Christopher. Yeah, he said, the inner city Birmingham kids, especially at Sitchads and the Orchery, will never forget the experience. Even if schools can't pick up on a curriculum ed project, the kids love the show. Oh, it's fantastic. So some of the kids will have never seen a theatre show or anything live. You gave them that and the ability to grow plants and produce. Um, yeah, and I suppose this Christmas when they're talking about Jesus, they'll say, we saw Jesus. He was on the back of a Hilux in March. <laughs> Chris uh, Chris is also, if you watch the documentary, Chris is on there as well. He is on there doing a, doing his thing. Uh, Bryn's in the house. Good evening, Bryn. How are you doing? Um, <laughs> some people are saying, hang on, Bear Grylls is on. What channel? What's he doing? People are running to a to go and see grills and uh and some people were watching antich much so there you go mate so lots going on uh, lots to unpack there. well like um i've really enjoyed coming on the show i've like been a um a silent viewer uh since it started and um it's nice to like come into this community and see um, to see how fun it is, like what a cool thing you've been able to create all together here. It's a cool crew here, man. Uh, cool crew. Yeah, it's a really cool crew. And I'm very proud of you, bro. You're doing Thanks, good. man. Thanks really very much. Good work. And if you ever want to come very, back for two hours, then please let me know. <laughs> when Bear Grylls isn't on. Okay. Mate, thanks so much for coming on tonight. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for um, for everything uh for uh, what you did for the tour and uh being the bad guy bro what door do i leave through what uh <laughs> go that way <laughs> thanks dude thanks for coming on yeah there we go everyone uh dale uh conley as ray's just popped into the conversation a whole hour and 15 minutes late uh, to the party. Panic not, though, Ray. You and anyone else can join uh, tonight's gardening uh, party by clicking the link and joining us on the show or calling 0742-357-4520. Really cool to have Dale on the show tonight, getting a little bit of thoughts about uh, the documentary. I'd love you for you guys to go check it out, go and um, go and watch it. It's on uh, Twitter, it's on the YouTube, it's on, it's pretty much everywhere actually. It's on Twitch probably still, and Facebook. So, um, so yeah, please do go check it out. <coughs> Try on some water. <coughs> right. 
there's a lot to unpack there. Thanks so much, Chris, for your comment about that. And, you know, um, one of the things is we did want to put on a bit of a show for the kids and get them excited about it. But it's definitely changed the way we're doing stuff. If you tuned in <coughs> to last week's Tuesday show, uh, the last one of last week, uh, then you would have heard what's going on next year, a few of the ideas which are are coming into fruition, which are very, very exciting. Alongside that, something that I must speak to Mark, I keep, um, I'm rubbish at getting back to people at the moment on emails and, and messages and stuff. I must speak to Mark because what we were creating with Mark and a few of the team on this show was something much bigger uh, for the future and almost uh, almost a 2022 step up from what next year's happening, uh, which is very exciting. Uh, really looking to broaden the, the horizon for Children's Garden. But it all came from that documentary. That really kicked it off again this year and uh, I'm very excited about uh, the next few years. Uh, for that. Ray says, sorry, I forgot about your lives. There's a lot of lives going around at the moment. It's that time of year, isn't it? The lockdown time of year. <laughs> yeah. Where everyone's discovered lives. Uh, hey, here's a man that we were literally just talking about. Uh, the legend that is uh, Mark Mackey. How you doing, mate? Hey, how you doing? I've just got to shut down the other one. Are we there? Yeah, that's better. <laughs> yeah good good very good thank you i've moved the uh the camera away from the company products so uh it's just you and me talking here now nice mate but uh, yeah no i i wanted to um had a bit of a moment today um yeah. i was um as you know i'm doing some work for you behind the scenes uh but i was um talking to a farmer friend of mine about um how we can maybe put a bit of an agricultural perspective into the the program of plants that kids grow yeah and he was like well so what are you talking about an acre quarter of an acre are you talking about a big area and i said no 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 not talking about that at all what i'm talking about is teaching a basic principle of if you grow wheat and you can grow wheat in a pot mm -hmm. it grows really quickly the kids look at the pot and go, wow, that seed's come up so fast. And look how big it's grown and look how quickly it's grown. And this could be growing on a windowsill in a classroom. And then you might only have like 12 ears of corn that the teacher takes and they pull the husks off together. They grind it up in a portion and pestle, uh, portion and pestle, portion, mortar and pestle. <laughs> and then they bring out a bag of flour and make something from it but they teach the principle that this is wheat you don't need a big area to grow it in to show the principle now couldn't we do that with other things like you could just have two or three carrots growing on a windowsill you could just have obviously the salad veg and all that sort of stuff is really easy but you've got to make it you know, stuff the kids actually want to eat yeah. so what i'm talking, thinking about is, is is you bring it down to a really small scale where you could almost grow i reckon eight or nine significant plants actually in a classroom yeah on a windowsill yeah well do you know what since since you talked about um wheat a few weeks ago it totally what opened up everything that was going on because I, I thought 
that that was such a good idea. And I, I always think, especially for like, I, I when I'm thinking about the primary schools and stuff like that, I always think about my daughter Olive, and for her to see wheat actually be to turn the flour and then bread, like all the whole process would totally blow her mind and would be unforgettable. So as soon as you talked about wheat, uh, I just thought this is this is brilliant. <laughs> it should be so simple and easy to do. Yeah. Uh, and because if you do it in, in a classroom situation, you don't even need to be outside. Now, obviously, with gardening, it's being outside. It's, um, you know, the, there's the health benefits. There's the physical exercise benefits. But you could also do a lot of stuff in the classroom that teaches you about. So if you grow a carrot in a, in a really deep pot, you can explain about root vegetables that have to grow down really deeply. Now, it doesn't matter if you go to Aldi and you get 49p a kilo of carrots and then the home economics teacher showing my age there sorry um you know cooks up some lovely carrots and uh, and the kids get to eat it because they've grown one two or three carrots they know how they've been grown mm -hmm. and then you can also teach them that we buy it in supermarkets as well but this is how they're grown and you can do this at home if you have space if you have that that that, that sort of thing so yeah um i'm going to look into that a lot more um and Almost like classroom. I'm going to write this down because I'll forget. But like classroom garden, like proper classroom gardening. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, don't worry. I'll, I'll email you in a couple of days, mate, about it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's. Um, I I think I, I think that, that that could be a really nice way of doing it. And also, even with um, uh, you know schools that do have um, gardening and allotments, you can also start a lot of things off in the classroom. Yeah. which you then take out to the allotment and you do it on a bigger scale if you've got the space. But the magic for a kid is quite often seeing that seed sprout. Yeah, and definitely. It's almost, it's almost better to have it in the classroom because then they can look at it every day. Every day when they come into the classroom, has it come up yet? That's How big has it got? When it loses its first uh, seed leaves and gets its first true leaves, being able to see it grow. Hmm. um so yeah let's think outside the box a bit i'm like, like i said it's, it's just something that came to me today when i was chatting to uh, um a, a farmer friend of mine and i thought you know let's shake it up a bit i think we can do it differently i've not seen one of these on the market i'm sure they must do them but have you ever seen like almost a truck for windowsills i haven't but that's a good idea mate Copyright Lee Connolly. <laughs> uh, two and a half percent. Because that, yeah. that sort of thing, like you say, I think it's really is that is a really important thing to be able to see things in the classroom and constantly hmm. easy. But I mean, if you've got something outside, which is great, but you're not constantly going out and seeing unless you're going out yeah. in the playground. Um, and it's easier to water when it's in the classroom because the tap's just over there. Not really true. Them little things. I think they're really. They're, they're really, I think that's a really good idea, mate. I've, I mean, especially for like, I mean, even for me, like I always talk about my own garden and education at school was very slim. And, mm. uh, and when I, you know, uh, I don't know why I'm admitting this, but I'm going to say it anyway. But, um, you know, mummy did a lot for me. <laughs> mummy and daddy looked after me and uh, it wasn't until I've, I bought my own place and, and moved out that you realize how things are actually grown. You don't really think about that um, yeah. before, <laughs> beforehand. Uh, like I say, when I first started, I honestly didn't know how potatoes 
were grown. I thought they grew on like a little tree that come out of the ground. I, no, I had no idea, which is yeah. uh, embarrassingly ridiculous. But uh, but I don't want that for my daughter. And I think you know, I think children. I think children should know where all this stuff comes from. Like bread don't <laughs> pop up from from the oven. That's it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and potatoes are another one that I think that could be done quite easily inside because you get these you know, potato bags that you can just put a couple of small sacks of compost in, and 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 again you only need to have a couple of spuds, um, and it could all be done inside, and then the teacher maybe can bring out some oven ready chips, some potato waffles. She can bring out some, you know, all the derivatives of things potatoes can become. She yeah. brings them out. She he brings them out and shows it to the class. And um, you know, that, that they funny. maybe. It's so funny about potatoes. The other day, I was literally talking to Olive, and we have these little conversations now. And I was saying to her, she had potatoes on the plate. And I was like, they're chips. She goes, no, they're not. I said, like, yeah, they are though. Like that is what is inside a chip. And a mm. little didn't compute it. It didn't. It didn't make sense to her. I know maybe I'm expecting too much. Is only five and a half. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm like, no, that is a chip. And if I think if they do that at schools, then that is an amazing thing for them to see. Like, would like blow their mind. And, and it ties back into the natural curriculum in so many ways because you can talk about food production. You can talk about the, the, the social elements of, of restaurants and fast food. And you can talk about healthy eating. You can talk about growing. You can talk about biology. Um, like I said, I'm furloughed at the moment for a couple of days a week. So I, I'm seriously considering getting our head teachers to send me the national curriculum um, to actually read through it. I know it's a massive, massive document. Uh, and and um, yeah <laughs> and just sort of see elements that we can you know tie stuff in uh yeah. but that, i mean you know gardening is the food production is the root of an awful lot of different subjects yeah um so uh yeah and you know what i someone i think I've, i need i've got something i need to write for someone tomorrow about um being self-sufficient so people growing their own fruit and veg at home or maybe that mainly their veg to be totally self-sufficient and uh and one of the things that i'm saying is yeah it's a beautiful dream to say that all your vegetables are going to come from the garden but generally that ain't going to happen like you'll get a good proportion but you will never i don't generally you know not everyone's going to be self-sufficient so to still be able to for children to still learn that yeah our farm our, what our farmers do as well like, i don't feel like that's probably talked about enough it don't just come straight out of, of the supermarket um mm. but we can still buy it it's fine yeah I, I i totally agree lee but i mean before um i moved to um suburbia here um i had an acre um front and back garden and we did um pigs chickens geese um, we had um, probably about 30 square metres of uh, fruit and veg production. Uh, and there was no way, no way we could ever be self-sufficient because the problem is storing it, stuff not coming at the right time. You get problems with harvests and um, you know, self-sufficiency is incredibly difficult. I mean, technically, you probably could do it if you had two acres. 
um, and you had a mixed diet and, and you had room for animals as well. Um, doing it if you're vegetarian would be an awful lot harder. Um, but um, yeah, self-sufficiency is, um, I mean, best thing to do is just, just to grow things that make you happy, grow yeah. things that you can talk about with your kids, grow things that are impressive with them, you know, get them out. As I mentioned in that comment earlier, I think the key with kids and gardening is make it a regular thing that you're out in the garden every couple of times a week, maybe four or five times a week in the summer, but even in the winter, a couple of times a week. And you do little jobs, you do bits and pieces. Um, you know, you maybe make sort of, you know, bug houses from, I don't know, I think there's a book out there, somebody that shows you how to make those. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, you, you, you do a bit of growing, you do a bit of gardening, you do a bit of pruning, you even get mowing the grass a bit. You know, if, if you mow your grass, you can get little toy mowers as well that the kids can use um yeah. you know you make it more you make it interesting um i remember uh, monty don said a, a really good thing about how because when i built monty's first sort of like play area at the old house i put it right at the top of the garden thinking that he'd want this place away from the family and away from where he could have his own space uh, uh, monty don um I, I remember reading something about it where he said if you're going to build a kid's area, actually make it really close to the house because because the kids want to be able to still interact with you, still go off to their area, but then still come back and check in on you. So it's yeah. totally the wrong thing to do is to make it right at the top of the garden because they just sort of sit there getting bored. Yeah. Whereas they need that interaction. Um, and um, yeah, it's um, little and often, I think, is the key sort of thing. Yeah. On that side, like that, having having their space. I think I've talked about it before. About Olive's had a little playhouse around the corner from everywhere. We I used to do bits and away from everything, and uh, you couldn't even see around there when you were sitting having a barbecue or anything. And uh, it was the worst place we could have put it. Like it was just it was uh, like because we because she couldn't physically see us. Mm. It was, uh, she would just keep coming. She was just wasn't settled around there. As soon as we moved it to an area where one, if I'm potting around at the end of the garden doing a bit, she could be amongst it, and uh, and also that she could actually see when we were sitting down, <laughs> see where we were. <laughs> it, it was fine, but um, but I think it's a good point. Like that's it's a uh, talk just oh, even just talking about kids' garden design is uh. uh thinking about where you put that stuff is really important could, if, also, yeah. could possibly change between child, each child as well yeah 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 i get i i, I don't know um yeah I, i've got two little boys they, they they seem to be both quite rambunctious um but yeah it's um i, I know nothing about garden design when, when i was at college i was a crop technologist i grew stuff the garden designers were the frilly shirted brigade <laughs> bunch of guys that just went messing about with pencils and paper and point and stuff. And they, yeah, where we did the real important stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just me. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, thanks for calling in, man. Yeah, take care, mate. Uh, I'll speak to you soon. You're on my hand, yeah. cool Mark. So expect to call in next time. <laughs> no worries, mate. Well, I, I can speak to you when I'm out of furlough, so that that's okay. Oh, that's allowed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> The boss phoned the other night, the, the other day, and I said, "I'm five minutes into my hours out today. I can't speak to you. I'm on furlough." I wouldn't have even said that, mate. I would just hung up on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks, Lou. Speak to you later. 
Thanks for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, let me know on the socials. And perhaps you'd like to tune in. This is just the best bits. Imagine the actual full show. We're here on social media, on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitch. Every Monday to Thursday, 8 till 10. So if you want to come on, if you want to chat gardening, that is the place to be. Thanks for listening. This is a Skin and Chin Gardener podcast sponsored by Flyro.